Yes, yes, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. I am your host, Angel, and I'm so glad to be here again, folks. Thank you. If you are uh, watching this on Facebook, please send me a friend request. I'd like to uh, follow you on our social media platforms and, and get to know what you do as well, get to know your brand, uh, your company, uh, anything that you have, your business, anything like that. And if you're on YouTube, uh, please, man, subscribe to my channel. I greatly appreciate it. Uh, we're gonna have some great content, man. This is the uh, episode two already of of 2022, the new year. So I'm super excited, man, because I have uh, some great guests. I'm gonna be uh, here. Uh, already had uh, my last guest, Aura Martinez, that was with us last Friday, and she brought some bombs, man. So thank you to her. Shout out to her and everyone else that's scheduled, man. I'm looking forward to meeting some great entrepreneurs, coaches. Uh, business owners, etc., all, all types of uh, people with all types of business. So, yeah, this podcast, like uh, I've said before, this podcast is just about getting uh, getting your brand out there, getting you uh, seen, whatnot, through different uh, platforms, different channels. So, I'm so grateful and thankful to be here. So, guys, tune in because it's going to be a great show. Uh, by the way, uh, the audio download on this podcast is going to be available shortly after uh, we conclude this episode and all the social media platforms that you can see there uh, they're going to be available shortly so tune into that you can also follow me on twitter uh there's my account there angel santos 75 and also on instagram under angel santos podcast so to all of you who are watching this or listening to it actually on the uh iheart radio pandora any of those accounts thank you for taking your time your time to download uh this audio also, please give me a review if you don't mind. Uh, just, just a quick review. Uh, any comments, any likes, anything, any type of feedback, I greatly appreciate it. You know, I'm always here to to get better at what I, I like to do and, and and just have a great time. So today, guys, we're going to have uh, a very important topic. It's going to be what is the best investment you could uh, you can make this year? Of course, you know, tax season is just around the corner. So, you know, if you're looking to what to do with uh, that that investment, right? That that little push, that check. Listen, there's there's a lot more to this spending your money. I mean, it, it's it's time. I think we're already in 2022, and I think that we have enough knowledge and we have enough resources out there. But the thing is, finding out how to invest. So today, I'm gonna have a special guest. Uh, he's a good friend of mine. Uh, I know him back when we used to work in Sears back in like 2014, 2013, something like that. We met and. Every time uh, you spoke with this guy, man, it was like all he talked was finance, man. This guy was he he is passionate for what he do he does. So that's why I'm gonna have him today on the show. I, I extend out the invitation to him because he he's just passionate about what he does. I consider him a guru, a wizard, whatever you want to name it, because it's someone who not only are they're passionate about it, they know what they're doing, they know what they're talking about. He studies, he 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 learns, he's on this on a daily basis. So today, if you guys have any questions at all, feel free to leave a comment. I'm going to have all his uh, social media accounts, uh, Facebook, Instagram, whatnot. So we're going to be uh, following him. And I want you to follow him and get to know him too as well. So if you have any questions, feel free to leave a comment below and he'll definitely get back with you. So ladies and gentlemen, let's welcome Jetzel Gonzalez to the Young Entrepreneur Mindset Podcast. How you doing, bro? Good, man. How you doing, Angel? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. Thank you for being here. Thank you for your time, man. I greatly appreciate it. 
And I know that, uh, like I said, man, when I first met you, bro, you were always into into finance, man. That's your that's your uh, expertise. Like I say, that's your, you know, other than working out, you know, and getting your your workout and 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 whatnot and sports. I know we, we always talked about that in Sierra. When was it they were in Sears? Like it was 2014, something around there. Uh, no, in 2014, I actually went over to, um, the home services side. So that's when I was doing the financial, uh, you know, as a financial analyst or whatnot. But I think when we were together in Sears, it was like 2012, 2013. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So that's about when my daughter was born. That's when I had just gotten to, I had just gotten to Sears. I remember those days, man. Good old days. So shout out to all our Sears crew out there. Jimmy Gonzalez, Devon Watts, (laughs) Rick, everybody, the whole crew, man. I miss those people, man. Hopefully we. We should have a uh, a Sears reunion one day. <laughs> exactly. You're right, anyways, bro. Yeah. So, Jetzel Gonzalez, man, welcome to the podcast. I appreciate it. Thanks, and man. listen, uh, getting into that topic, you know, before we get into, you know, what is the best investment? Uh, just for the audience uh, that's getting to, you know, know a little bit more about you and, and may follow <laughs> you on on social media. Uh, talk talk to us about your story. You know, you growing up because I like to learn about, you know, because sometimes there's always that little that seed. Right, that was put in uh, in a young age about whether maybe your dad was a business or your mom, or you know someone out there was uh, influenced you, or maybe later you learned it. So take us through that path. What was it like for Giselle Gonzalez growing up uh, uh, where you grew up with? Yeah, man. Uh, so first and foremost, I appreciate you for having me on. Right, um, but yeah, definitely. So I mean, in reality, you know, my childhood was basically like anyone else's. Right, just normal, nothing super special. But I think really um, it all started around when I was like 18 or 19 years old, right? Uh, one of the local churches here in Orlando, they had a conference and they, were, they had like speakers talking about, you know, how to improve your finances, you know, paying off debt, investing, et cetera. And after hearing all that, it, it like made me realize like, man, there's there's definitely a better way, right, of handling money and managing and managing your money. And the thing is, uh, you know, being from the Hispanic community, that's not something that's typically you know, talked about. That's not something that's usually taught to us in in our community. Right. Um, so that really just fueled my desire, you know what I mean? To, to learn how to control the money, learn how to earn it, learn how to make it work for me. Right. So, um, from there, what I started doing is I started looking, seeking out books, like trying to read as many financial books as I could, as many, you know, personal development books as I could. Um, and, and and then from there I decided to go and pursue an education in, uh, in finance. So then, uh, you know, Shortly after high school, well, a little a little while after high school, uh, yeah. I decided I went and I got my bachelor's in um, in, in finance. Um, now I'm actually working on my MBA in financial oh, management. Wow. Um, so so yeah, man, it kind of you know that like I said, it's uh, it's been a it's been a long time of studying and learning, you know. And every day I learn something. Yeah, good. that's good. That's cool, man. That that you know, with so within that church, that time, how old were you when and that when you heard about that? I was like about eighteen or nineteen years old. Okay, so then that's that's cool because usually uh, eighteen. I mean, now I was eighteen, nineteen years old. I was just thinking about saving money to buy my first car and, and you know graduate high school. And, and you know I'm a man now. You know I get by, buy my car or whatnot. You know that was my mentality. But your mindset at a young age, you you got onto it quick. So so take us after that. So what what after that? What happened after that? Like what what you got into? Yeah. So then I started. Like I said, I went to school for finance. Um, that's when I was working in Sears. When I graduated with my bachelor's. Um, I saw the opportunity to become a financial analyst for Sears Home Services. So I did that for, I think it was about five years where I was basically, you know, analyzing the corporate spreadsheets for the business. 
and trying to figure out wherever there was any issues, you know, wherever the company yeah. was essentially bleeding money. And then uh, I would look for a solution to try to, right, to, to try to solve right. the problem. Um, okay. From there, I moved over to Lockheed Martin and uh, as a financial analyst there, you know, oh, basically really? doing oh, the same thing. That. Yeah. So basically. That was after Sears? Correct. Right. Okay. Oh, but, I didn't know that. Yeah. So what we essentially do, I, every time somebody asks me like, hey, you know, what do you do? Because to be honest, I, I still uh, work as a financial analyst for Lockheed Martin. Um, so when they ask me like, hey, what do you do? I tell them, well, I mean, I essentially sell missiles to the government because literally that's that's pretty much what I do. You know, I, I try to determine the cost of, uh, of how much a missile would be. We uh, provide that proposal to the government and then uh, go about go about, you know, the business, I guess, uh, there. Okay. Um, but so the thing is, right. Uh, and this happened, man, I think this was like probably in like 2015, 2014, around there, 2015, 24, I would say 2015, 2016, actually. Okay. Um, I was really looking for a way to be a financial advisor, right, on the side, but I couldn't find an opportunity to do it where kind of like a real estate, right? You know how like realtors, they work on the side, right? Kind of part time. Yeah. I was looking for a way to do it and I couldn't do it. Uh, I, I, there was no companies that, that I can, I can, I found that were allowed me to do it. Um, so back, I think it was maybe like around that same time, I decided to essentially uh, go work for, um, or I got hired at Prudential as a financial advisor. But the problem there is that their program was very rigorous and, you know, they were very strict on the timeline. I needed to get things completed within a certain period of time. And the thing that turned me off the most was that when I got in there, they essentially said, Hey, pull out your phone, your, uh, your phone. Okay, great. I pulled out my phone. Then they're like, let's go ahead and look through all of your contacts. And I want you to start calling them right now with me on the line. <laughs> we're going to try to book appointments. I was like, dude, what are you talking wow. about? Like, I haven't spoken to some of these people in like 15 years. You, just exactly. want me to call them blue? you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, that's uncomfortable, man. It's yeah. Like... It's super uncomfortable. It's super uncomfortable. Right. Yeah. So it, it didn't really work out there with the financial advising. I kind of put that on the side. Uh, but then I was introduced to Landmark Financial Group. And I have the opportunity to work, you know, this business um, part time, full time, you know, as much as I want to work it while also, uh, you know, doing my, I guess, you know, Lockheed financial uh, analysis job. And uh, man, it's, it's honestly been a blessing. So that's what I'm uh, I'm doing now. And hopefully, you know, sooner than later, that'll be my full time gig. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. that's cool, man. So so what are you so how do you help? Because I know you're you're able to your team is able to help uh, clients, right? Right. Uh, talk to us about that. How do you help uh, a client that comes approaches you? And what's the step? What's the first procedure that you do? Yeah, no, absolutely. So like I mentioned, so basically we work, I work um, with Landmark Financial Group and they're based out of the Atlanta area. Right. Okay. But my team and I, we're building an Orlando branch, if, if you know, if you will. Um, and we're rapidly growing. We're expanding into the Orlando area. Right. And what we do is that we provide goals based strategies that are designed to meet our clients financial objectives. Right. Okay. So whatever goals our clients have, we're trying to figure out what's going to be the best route to get you there. Right. And we do that in a four step process. OK, so the first step that we go through is essentially what's called our client discovery phase. Right. Which is where we um, determine a client's risk. Right. To try to determine their or, or determine, you know, the client's risk tolerance to try to uh, figure out exactly you know, how that would fit in with their financial goals. Right. Okay. The second thing that we do is that it is called the strategic planning phase um, where we essentially create a custom fit financial plan right? Or a financial roadmap for our clients. Okay. Right. The, the third step is where we implement everything. It's the implementation phase where we, you know, determine the exact solution we're going to use um, to get our clients to their financial destination. And that's where we essentially, you know, well, like I mentioned, obviously implement those solutions. 
And then the okay. last uh, uh, step in our process is what's called our ongoing service process, right? Okay. Which is essentially where we we kind of hold hands with, with our, our client. We, you know, maintain consistent communication with them and we walk them essentially in walk them, along yeah. their financial journey, right? Yeah, and, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, because as their time, as their life changes, as things happen in their life, right? We look to see where we need to make any necessary adjustments uh, to ensure that they're staying on track so that, towards their right their financial goals. Right. That's like a fin- you know, it's a financial advisor. You you not only you're advising them, you're taking them through. And I think that's important because sometimes some people are just about to sell about their numbers, right? They get your information, they sell you something and that's it. You're done. And then you just sit there and it's like, okay, what am I doing? Where's my money? Where's it growing? What am I doing? So that's, that's very important. So what, what is the best investment? So let's, let's get into that topic. What what is the best investment? Well, I think there's many investments. I think also when you talk about what is the best investment, I think it depends like, uh, I, I think like the first thing is the discovery, like that client discovery is like, okay, what is it that you want to invest in? Because everyone has a different strategy as far as investment, right? So take us through that. Yeah. So that that's really a loaded question, right? Because yeah. in reality, it 100% depends on the person and what that person's goals are, right? Because right. there's a million different investment vehicles. There's, you know, within that, there's a million different securities that you can choose. So I mean, to be honest with you, if it, you know, I'd say that if a person really wants to know what the best investment for them is, they'd be doing themselves a favor by reaching out to a professional, right? That'll exactly. help them walk through that, their specific situation. You know what I mean? Yeah, because right now, I mean, we're talking now, we're in tax season, right? Everything, now that you're here, January, February is all about taxes. And I'm one, you know, I'm guilty that, you know, I get taxes and I don't invest because I don't, I don't have the knowledge. I don't know where to invest it. So, now that we're we are in that season where people get that tax, um, is is this a, a busy time for you and your team, sort of say or? Well, so the problem is that most people, when it comes to tax season, right, and when they receive that tax refund, they just spend it, right. But but exactly. nobody really takes a moment to sit back and think, why did we receive that tax refund, right? So I guess let me ask you, if I can, why yeah. why would you why would you think that you received the tax refund? Well, because I paid taxes last year, so I get a, a, a refund from those taxes. That's that's what I think. So essentially what happens, that's that's it, right? But essentially what happens mm-hmm. is that as a, as a consumer, I guess, we overpay in taxes. So we're essentially giving the government an interest-free loan, right? But but here's what's funny. If you were to go take out a loan in a bank, right, they're going to charge you interest on that loan, whether of it's course. 2, 3, 5, 20%, whatever the case might be, right? Right. But in our case, when it comes to taxes, we will overpay in taxes – the government will take that money and they'll use it however they see fit. And then mm-hmm. at the end of the year, it's basically like, uh, hey, thank you for giving us this money, for borrow- for letting us borrow <laughs> this money. Here's it. You know, here, here you go. Here's the money. Back. Yeah. And then here's your tax. We're going to we're going to you're going to get a tax break, but then we're going to tax you on that, too. I'm like, oh, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So, you it's know, in, in reality, the goal for everyone should be when it comes to taxes specifically, it should be to not pay any taxes at all. But to well, to attempt to not pay. Uh, let me rephrase that. Not to not pay taxes, but to reduce their tax bill, right? But to also avoid trying to receive a tax refund. Essentially, okay. when you, you know, when it comes to taxes at the end of the year, when you file your taxes, it'd be best if you can just break even at zero, right? Because that means that you didn't have to pay any extra taxes. You didn't owe the IR, the government anything, um, right. but at the same time, you didn't loan them anything. So that means that all that money that you, that in other words, the money that we normally overpay, right? If you adjust your withholdings within in your like paycheck or whatnot with your employer, yeah. 
um, then you can essentially, instead of receiving that money at the end of the year, you can have that money each month in your bank account, right? So a lot of people don't, don't really know that, or they don't think about that. They think that a tax refund is a good thing when in reality, I mean, I don't know about you, but I'd rather receive yeah. that money each month rather than receiving one lump sum at the end of the year. You know what I mean? But then uh, is there a risk where at the, uh, at the beginning of the year, you may owe taxes instead of getting a refund? Absolutely. Yeah, there's definitely a risk. I mean, realistically, when it comes... So once we start getting into that conversation, right, the best thing to do there is to reach out to a tax professional. I'll be honest with you. I'm not a tax professional. Yeah. Um, yeah. We look for ways to help reduce the tax bill, but I don't. I wouldn't even want to start in, endeavoring into the conversation of what exactly you should do, right, when it yeah. comes to your tax situation. A tax yeah. professional is the best person to speak to. But Absolutely. yes, there, there is a risk there, right? If you put, if your withholdings are too high, then you can risk potentially receiving a bill at the end of the year. Um, but like I said, the best thing to do there is to reach out to to a professional when it comes to taxes and they'll let you know everything that, that you need to know. But I did want to also mention, right? Yeah. So you asked me what the best investment is. And like yeah. I mentioned, in reality, the best thing to do is to reach out to a professional, to a, a you know, a financial advisor really that can walk you through or, or talk to you about, you know, do that discovery phase and talk to you about what your goals are. And then from there, it's easy to make a recommendation as to what you should be doing or what you should not be doing, right? Okay. But, but if I had to say, right, if I had to give you, it, 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 right, I'm assuming that people want to know, right? It, saying, hey, talk to a professional, that's not enough, right? Yeah, so yeah. If I had to, to give you something, right, what I would definitely say is that you should focus on, you know, the two, I guess, uh, investment vehicles to focus on would be a 401k and an IRA, specifically a Roth IRA. Okay. Okay. Now everyone's basically heard of a 401k, right? Right. The, the, the benefit of a 401k really is that it's a tax deferred account, right? Which means that it'll lower your tax bill and you won't have to pay any taxes on that money, right? Until you start withdrawing that money in the future, basically when you retire. Exactly. Okay. So that lowers your tax bill each month. But the other benefit of a 401k, okay, is that most companies, they match up to a certain percentage, right? I'm sure, you know, you're, you're aware of this and most people yeah. are aware of that. So the benefit of that, right? is that essentially the company is basically giving you free money. So it's kind of like, well, yeah, obviously if I put in 8% into my retirement and the company is going to match 8%, you know, it's like kind of like, right. Free it, it's free 8%, right. So let's yeah. be real. It, it's, it's, it's wise to take advantage of that. Okay. Right. And then on the, you know, regarding the other account that I mentioned, the other investment vehicle, which is a Roth IRA, it's important to, I believe to invest into a Roth IRA, right? Because the benefit of that account is that it's taxed up front, but it grows tax free. Okay? okay, so sure, you're taxed up front. Essentially, you get your paycheck that that money that you received, right? It, 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 your your you know net amount of, of of pay, I guess, was taxed already. Correct? Right. So from there, you would invest into that Roth IRA. You already paid taxes up front. So then, once you invested into the Roth IRA, it grows tax free. And the cool thing about it is that once you retire, you don't pay any, any taxes at all. Uh, at that point in time, once you start uh, like withdrawing the money. Okay. Now the okay. cool thing about it, right. It's a big deal because I mean, in reality, I don't know about you, but I'd rather pay taxes on a couple of a couple thousand dollars today. Right. than having to pay taxes on a couple million dollars when I retire and start pulling that money. Does that make sense? Mm, yeah. <laughs> you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, that's true, man. So now regarding the specific um, securities though, right. Because the investment vehicle is essentially, like I said, it's a vehicle, right? It gets you from point A to point B, right. uh, which in this case would be from today to retirement. But now what security specifically are we going to invest into, right, within that vehicle? Like what investments are we going to make within that vehicle, okay? Right. 
So a lot of people are saying, you know, buy buy stocks or cryptos, whatever the case might be. Yeah. But in reality, what I would probably recommend right now, again, this won't work for everybody. Yeah. Okay? Everybody should yeah. determine to try to talk to an advisor and figure out what's best for them. But what yeah. I suggest is sticking to mutual funds and index funds. Okay. Because wow. on average, those type of funds, you know, they provide some pretty good returns. I mean, you can consider them to be a boring security, I guess. Right. But on average, over the past 30 years, they've shown uh, consistent returns and those returns tend to outpace inflation, which is, which is important. Right. Okay. So um, that, that's probably what I would recommend. Mutual funds and index yeah. funds, specifically in a 401k and a Roth IRA. Okay. How about the stock market? I know you probably get a lot of questions about the stock market. Do you? Yeah. So the interesting thing is mutual funds, for example, they, okay. So uh, when you think about the stock market, right, let's say you were to go buy a share of Apple, you know, that mm. share is going to cost you $3,500 or $4,000. I think uh, nowadays is how much a sh one share of Apple is, is going to cost, right? Yeah. It's high. Yeah. It's, it's a lot of money. Now yeah. Apple most likely will continue to grow and Apple most likely will provide you some solid returns. But at the end of the day, in reality, it's one company. You're basing your investment off of one company. If they have a great year, fantastic. If they have a terrible year, well, your, your value is <laughs> going to go down, right? Right. But when you think of a mutual fund, for example, the, one of the ways I like to look at it is like, think of a table, right? If you were to buy Apple and you have a table and the Apple would essentially be one leg that's holding, that's supporting that table. Are you following me? Yeah. yeah absolutely. Okay. But a mutual fund, however, within a mutual fund, you can own up to 500 companies. So you have to imagine you technically own 500 or you would have 500 legs to that table. Right. And as okay. one company performs well, then you're then, you know, another company doesn't perform so well, et cetera. Right. All those legs essentially balance balance out the money that's in your your mutual fund, which yeah. provides that consistent growth. You see what I'm saying? So, OK, I mean, unless you're a very, uh, I guess, for lack of a better term, sophisticated investor. Yeah, if you don't. I probably recommend you stick to mutual funds and index funds before you go and start buying individual stocks. Ah, OK. Yeah, because mutual funds is probably uh, we'd say as uh, is it a less risk with the mutual fund? Is that a way to say it? Or I think you could say that it's less risk because your your risk is spread across many companies versus just one company, right? Because within oh, okay. so essentially the mutual fund, the way to to look at it is like a bucket, right, or like a bowl, and within that bowl there's a whole bunch. Or actually, you know what? Let me give you a better example. It's like a house. Think of a house, right? And mm -hmm. think about how many bricks, to, you know, you need to build a house, right? Oh, yeah. But within that house, there's 500 or 600 different companies, right, that that house is investing into. And you bought one brick of that house. Do you understand what I'm saying? So it's, oh, okay. a, it's an account that's mutually funded by many different investors. So yeah. it limits your risk, essentially. But you still own tons of different companies within the stock market. Okay. And mutual funds, is that... Uh... How do you get into into the mutual funds for someone that says, okay, how do I get into a mutual fund? So usually you're going to look at companies like Franklin and Templeton. I mean, your 401k will have uh, uh, different mutual funds that you can choose from. Um, okay. If you were to open up an IRA, they'll give you a list of different funds that you can that you can also open. I mean, like Charles Schwab, I believe they sell yeah, uh, mutual Schwab. funds. Yeah, those type of those type of companies. Uh, Mer Merrill Lynch, there. the Merrill Lynch thing. Correct. Too? Right. Oh, you, can, you can buy you can buy from there. Um, no, uh, no. Yeah. Mutual funds more like a uh, like a four hundred one k. That's something that you you have access to later down the road, or so not necessarily the the four. So the access later down the road. What you're referring to there is the actual four hundred one k, which would be the investment vehicle. 
but not okay. necessarily the investment. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I feel like, I feel like it's, we're getting deep right now. Um, yeah. So the 401k, it, that's a tax shelter for your money. And because of the benefits that you have by having a 401k, then yeah. the, the regulation is that you can not take that money out until you retire or until you're of age 60. I believe it's 65 if I'm not mistaken. I would have to double yeah, check. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that was um, the same thing with the with the RAs. Like the RAs, there was certain exactly. criterias you have to meet in order to have, because the investments that I I looking into now is like something that's going to give me maybe cash flow or, or something that's liquid. Yeah. So if you're looking for liquid, uh, you know, <laughs> I guess investments, then there's different types of of liquid investments that we use. If you were to I don't know. I actually uh, posted a video about it the other day talking about, you know, short-term savings. But if you have like some type, some type of savings or something that you want to buy within the next two to five years, or you're just trying to save up, um, you know, and, and you don't need money, you don't need access to that money today necessarily. Um, yeah. You, we can look at, you know, probably like a bonds strategy or maybe a money market okay. strategy, right? Those are more liquid accounts or liquid securities. The only problem is that, the risk is that, you know, the, the, the returns aren't as high. As um, high, yeah. So it's kind of a balance there. But for example, if you were to get that mutual or, you know, some mutual funds example, for example, um, even though that money is essentially, you know, locked up, I guess, if you want to say that for, you know, however long until you retire, the yeah. returns will be, you know, the highest they can potentially be uh, by being invested. Of course, depending on your investment strategy and depending on what type right. of, you know, fund we choose. Right. Okay. Okay. So, so landmark. So with the company that you represent, that's that's basically what you do now. It's like you you do the the discovery, the client discovery, the planning phase, the implement, and then you come down the path. That's basically what you're doing, right? Exactly. Yeah. Right. So so it's almost like the same conversation that we're having right now. You know, I would sit down with somebody, show them exactly what we do, talk to them about you know the benefits of working with an advisor, essentially. And then they would start asking questions similar to what, 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 you know, you've asked. And then from right. there, we'll figure out exactly, you know, what they should do to be able to get to where they want to go. But now here's, here's, here's the thing. I guess I'm going to ask you another question, Angel, if you don't mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Have you ever heard of the financial independence number? Financial independence number? No. No. Okay. Well, let me ask you another question. What does financial independence mean to you? Financial independence to me means that, um, well, financial independence and I'll probably financial independence, financial freedom for me yeah. is, is kind of similar. Right. Would be basically that I don't have to sell my time at a job, but I'm producing some sort of income by either like now you can sell online, you know, sell a product online, etc. Um, you have maybe a network marketing business or you know something like that. So it's it's something that I could. I could get a source, a flow of income without having to go and clock in a nine to five. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you hit it right on the head, basically. So what the way I like to say it is that financial independence is that when you have enough money, right, that you can live a work optional lifestyle. And essentially that money that you have saved will produce the income that you need, or you have a business that produces the income you, that you need without you having to go out there and get it. Right. Yes. That's essentially financial independence. Now, here's mm -hmm. the thing. When I ask most people, hey, when do you want to retire? Usually they'll give me an age. They'll say, you know, 45, 55, 65 or 70, whatever the case is. Right. right. I'm sure you've heard of people say the same thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But in reality is is retirement. Is that an age? 
No, it isn't. It's not. It's a no. number, right? It's because number, if you're yeah. 65 years old, but you only have $100,000 in your bank, I mean, how <laughs> long is $100,000 going to last you in retirement? Exactly. It's not going to last you a long time. But if you have, you know, if you win the lottery tomorrow, for example, now you have $30 million in your bank, <laughs> you can retire at, you know, 35 years old or whatever the case exactly. might be, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So the reason I brought up the financial independence number is because a lot of people, they'll say, hey, I want to invest my money. Hey, I want to do this or I want to do that. Like they know they should be doing something, but in reality, they don't know why they're doing it, right? Because how, how can you know where you're going to go? How, how do you know like what you need to do to get to a destination if you don't know the destination, right? You know exactly, what I'm saying? Exactly, yeah. Yeah, without so, the GPS. Uh-huh. Exactly, right? So that's a perfect segue, uh, segue into what I was what I was trying to say. Mm-hmm. That's essentially what we do. We provide the the, the client their financial independence number. So we would essentially say, hey, you know, based on your goals, you're telling me that you want to retire at 60 years old. You want a $10,000 income, you know, at the time of retirement, for example, that means you want $10,000 without you having to work for it, right? It's just coming into your account. So how much money would you need to have so that invested properly, you receive that $10,000? And then let's say it's, I don't know, $2 million, just an example, Yeah. right? So we tell you, bam, that's your financial independence number. Now this is how much money you should save per month based on your current situation so that you know exactly what you need to do to mm. get there, right? Mm. And then it yeah. gives a person a, a real big target. It's like, oh, okay, well, I'm here and I know I need to get over there. Yeah. What do I need to do now to get there, right? And and it, it really clarifies, uh, uh, you know, the financial plan for people because a lot of people, when you go into any, you know, investment company, most more often than not, they'll ask you, hey, how much money do you have? And you tell them, oh, I could probably save about a thousand dollars a month. Great. Let's throw it into this account. Thank you so much for doing business with us. Right. Yeah. And like, okay, cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's true, man. It's true because, you know, there, there's different investments that you could, you know, invest your money. But I think it's just is I think it's more of educating. Everyone should educate themselves. And and like you say, there's like, what is your financial goals? I think that's that's important to know each person because all of us have different financial goals. Some of us are more aggressive than others. Some of us. Are afraid I, I, i'm one you know there's like you know if, if i don't if i put my money but now you know i'm thinking like as a father you know i have my daughter it's like i want to have an investment also Do, does your team also work with an investment where you could have an investment that could pass on to you know a, a, a child as a beneficiary absolutely every basically every investment account most investment accounts that you open, you can, they you can dedicate that. a beneficiary. Also, I mean, part of that would, you know, we would talk about estate planning and like a will or estate a trust. Planning. Yeah. That's, that was my question. Yeah. Right. So yeah, absolutely. We, so the <clears throat> landmark financial group, we're essentially the Amazon of financial services, right? That That's mm-hmm. what I like to, I like to say, because you can come, for example, let's say you decide to work with me, right? You can say, Hey Jay, I have, you know, how can I lower my auto insurance? And I, and I can look for a solution for that. You can say, hey, I want to invest this money. We'll find a solution for that. Hey, I want to, you know, set up an estate or a will. We have a solution for that. Hey, I need life insurance. We have a solution for that. You see what I'm saying? So that's why. Now, the cool thing is that it's not an all or nothing. You can basically pick and choose whatever it is that you want, right? Whatever it is that you need in your in your stage in life. And then we can help you with that solution. Oh, that's awesome, man. Thanks for clarifying that. Yeah, you know, hopefully that makes sense to a lot of people too that, you know, they want to... Uh get some information for you. So, but man, I appreciate that, man, Jay, you, you definitely, uh, brought, you know, the X, Y, Z's, uh, and I think that you clarified a lot of things, uh, even questions that I had on my personal level. So I appreciate that. But 
So I'm going to have your uh, social media accounts and everything on, on the YouTube, Facebook, and whatnot. And definitely someone has to reach out to you. I do have here uh, your Facebook uh, under Jose Gonzalez. Also on your Instagram account, he's under j.gonzalez115. So, guys, look him up. Uh, Jay, man, I appreciate your time, bro. I'm definitely going to uh, look into uh, your company, too, and, and, and find out more about what, you know, what services they have and whatnot, bro. But definitely, uh, I'll be keeping in touch with you too, man. Definitely be keeping in touch to see uh, uh, a financial planning that I could probably sit sit down and talk with you about. Yeah, absolutely, man, for sure. And listen, aside from the financial planning, I also wanted to mention if you're looking for any type of opportunity to build a business on the side, right, to either supplement your income, replace your income, yeah. I'd love to talk with you as well. We have okay. a system very similar to, uh, you know, a real estate agent, right? Um, we can bring you on. <laughs> Uh, as an agent, okay. we train you, we'll pay for your licensing, right? Get you set up and ready to go so you can be successful running and operating your own, your own, uh, you know, I guess agency, uh, uh, you know, oh, okay. un- with Landmark Financial Group. Cool. So, so if anyone's looking for any type of uh, financial industry, that you can also help them with that, getting licensed and whatnot with the state. Cool. Absolutely. That's interesting, man. I appreciate that, Jay. Joe, thank you so much, man. I know your time is valuable, bro. So I respect your time. Thank you so much. For being here and maybe sometime in the future, I'll have you back again, bro. Absolutely. Sounds good. Thanks, Angel, man. Take care. All right, man. You too, bro. Take care. Take it easy. See thank you, you. All right. There you have it, folks. So thank you again for joining uh, this podcast, man, guys. I hope you are able to um, get some knowledge from what uh, Jay had to uh, speak about financially and whatnot. There's a lot. I mean, we could be here all night talking about, you know, investments, uh, different type of programs and whatnot. So. Again, if you're looking to, to maybe get in contact with him, I'm going to have his information uh, available on my links as well. So feel free to contact him, uh, reach out to him. And if you have any questions, he's available and he, he can help you out with that. So, guys, thank you again for joining uh, the show. I did want to show you guys. Uh, I know last week I talked about uh, ProKevlog. I do have here. We have here the – I know you guys seen here last week. I talked about the gun safety bag here. But I do have here – the uh the actual bag um because this is what we're selling now on amazon so we have here the pro kevlock and actually the the material here is real good this is real thick material is very uh difficult to cut so guys if you're looking into this go go to amazon and look up this uh pro kevlock is a gun safety bag also re- recreational bag and a side mirror protectors you have here a set of keys to lock your belongings and protect it this is real thick this is real heavy it's like a kevlar fabric so it's very difficult to uh, get into, and it has the, the secure lock. So look that up. I wanted to show you guys that today. Also, the natural supplements. Uh, my wife and I, we do have our uh, network marketing business from home. And there's the link there if you're interested in any uh, natural supplements. I invite you to go ahead and look at that link there. So, guys, thank you again uh, for joining the podcast. I'm going to leave you with a scripture. You know, I always like to bring something and, and close this uh, with this uh verse and it's under proverbs 13 11 and it says the more easily you get your wealth we're talking about wealth today the more easily you get your wealth the sooner you will lose it look at that that's in the scripture the harder it is to earn it more the more you will have you see that though so the the easy the easier the money comes the easier you're gonna lose it that's what it's saying and the harder it is to earn the more you will have so there you have it, guys. Look that up in Proverbs 13.11. So, guys, thank you again for joining the podcast. Please 
subscribe, subscribe, please subscribe to my channel. I'm getting at my goal of 300 subscribers. I'm about six. I think I have like five or six more subscribers. So please help me get to that goal, man. All right. So guys, I look forward to the next episode. I believe it's next week sometime around maybe Monday. I'll give you guys posts. I'm going to be posting that this weekend. So thank you guys. God bless you. And I'll see you on the next show. Peace. <laughs>